This Business Podcast, the Two Business Guys Mastermind, uncovers for you secrets and share tips and tricks to entrepreneurship as they mastermind on how to have startup, operational, and overall business success so that you can go on to get better results. Enjoy. If you're spending too much time working in the business and not enough time working on it, you're headed for failure. Listen in as the two business guys mastermind and show you some tips and tricks on how to work more on the business and less in it. Enjoy. So, John, you know, this one right here, man, this is a big, big, big deal. We hear people talk about working their butt working their buns off, putting in 60, 70 hours. And guess what? They're not working on the right thing. They're working in that business and they're not working on that business. Now, guys, again, you hear us talk about this all the time. We will come back to a subject matter if we continue to see our clients, you know, doing the wrong things, working in the business and not on it. This one we wanted to jump into. The two guys wanted to mastermind on working on the business and not in it. John, what are some what are some things that people can do just like right away to start working on the business instead of in it? So it's it's very difficult for especially solo entrepreneurs to understand what working on the business means because they are generally doing the day-to-day aspects of the business um, of working in the business. So usually what I tell individuals is just setting aside in the beginning a couple hours a week where you're not, you're not doing the actual things of the business, but you're planning for the business's future. So whether that's budgeting and financial, whether that's vision casting, whether that's coming up with core values, um, whether that's setting uh, employee standards um, for the future or policies and procedures on how things are done within the company, but it's actually working on uh, the things that make the business successful. Um, mm. and not, not the, the things that you're trading those dollars for hours for those hours for dollars, excuse me, but the things that, the business is made up of the culture of the business. And if you look at really good companies, um, there's a certain culture that these businesses have. And, and you can tell that everything that they do has a reason. And whether that's uh, like Google offering childcare and bringing your dogs to work, um, the ability to be able to do that, what they're trying to say, or, um, organizations uh, saying, hey, this is the strict policies and procedures because we want to make sure that we adhere to a, an environment that's safe for our employees because what we're doing um, may not be the safest thing, like say I'm, I'm an electrical contractor on, for power lines or whatnot. Um, there are certain things that have to be implemented to make those individuals successful. They're not just going out every day and trading those hours for dollars. Yeah. You, you mentioned that um, we, we talk about that trading for a dollar for hours. Thinking about this guys, think about how you are leveraging 
that time. One of the biggest ways working on the business, leveraging uh, uh, instead of working for dollar for hours, hours for dollars, is networking events, right? Now think about that. That is prospecting. That is being in the room with like-minded folks. That is hearing perspective that maybe you haven't heard even from those like-minded folks. Um, and that becomes that time where you are, you are honoring the business by working on it. Now, don't get me wrong. You might be at wanting to go right home and do the thing, but you've got to think about if you never get outside of your little cubicle or your, your you know, 10 by 10 home office like I got, then you're not gonna be experiencing these other things. You're not gonna even have a chance. And we, I talk about this a lot, it, of emptying. Cause you got so much stuff that you brought in and you let nothing out Then your glass is always full and nothing can come in, right? You wanna make sure that your glass is fillable, right? So now you're sharing, you're giving, you're, 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 you're speaking about your craft, you are talking about problems, you're sharing with other individuals at networking events. Those are the times. You don't just have to go to these events to, you know, drum up business. Not all the time, you know, but you're going there to say, hey, listen, I, I want to be around folks like me. And I want to be around um, uh, new ways of thinking. I guarantee you, you'll get ideas. And then you bring those ideas, guess where? Back to the business. And that's working on it. You learned something, heard something, realized something, uh, saw that there's a, a a shift in the trend, right, of your business, there's a new opportunity, boom, bring that back to your business and work on it. You, so, you mentioned, and I think it was our first podcast, that entrepreneurship is a special breed. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we, we had talked a little bit about that. And so we want to make sure that a lot of times entrepreneurs – Aren't, aren't aren't sharing themselves with other entrepreneurs and using the experiences of others and the wisdom of others to speak into their business. Mm. Um, we're surrounding ourselves by the employees that we work with every day or our friends who may not own businesses. And you cannot get solid business advice from individuals that, that haven't participated in the marketplace in the form of business um you you need that wisdom outside of it and and you and i talk offline um and we've talked about just how some of the conversations have impacted our lives and and made us see things um differently the different perspectives and a business owner who thinks that they know it all that has all the information and doesn't seek any of these relationships outside um they're really stunting the growth of their organization. And it's, it's beneficial to have a handful of individuals that understand they don't have to be in the same industry that you're in, but understand entrepreneurship. Um, and, and I think that too many business owners, this is the reason why they fail is they're too entrenched in their business that they don't establish the relationships and they're not working they're not working enough on, on, on the business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that becomes one of those big deals. Now think about this too. Um, you have a delegatable uh, responsibility. 
a responsibility to delegate, right? That's your job. As you eventually, you may within your business start, stop being the soldier, if you will, and start being the general of your business. General. You have to lead the troops instead of being the troops. You may start off as an infantry person, but at the same time, you know, you then become the general and you become the leader that's working on the business, right? That is always thinking of the best ways that you can be of benefit, right? And then one of those ways may be delegating responsibilities so that you can go to those networking events. You can go to those BNI events. You can go to those meetups, you know what I mean? And you can go to these masterminds and all of that stuff, right? These are things that just absolutely help you. Now, if you don't look up long enough from your keyboard, if you will, I do a lot of work on my on, on the computer. And if you don't look up and get out, and hence the reason why I do these masterminds, right? Because John's bringing in fresh perspectives and he's, we talk a lot off camera and that fills me up. You know what I mean? I do multiple things and making sure that I'm talking to people because it's so easy to just put your head down, work, 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 work. Look up. You haven't built any partnerships. You haven't done any planning. You haven't met with people. That becomes a bad deal, right? And your business will falter for that. Now, listen, we didn't want to make, we're going to talk a little bit more about this, but we didn't want to make this one a long, long podcast simply because you get it. You've heard it enough about working on the business versus working in the business. But the constant pushback is I can't afford to not do the work. We hear it all the time. I can't afford to not do the work. Well, we're going to say another thing to you. And this is, I love to do this. And once I do, people change their perspectives. How much are you paying yourself? How much would you like to earn? Take that number and ask yourself of every activity you're getting ready to do. Can this be given to somebody that does it for less? Absolutely. And I think that the first question we have to ask ourselves, do we, do we, want, do we want to be self-employed or do we want to be a business owner? Mm. And this is going to set the trajectory of a business. If you want to be self-employed, you're basically trading those hours for dollars. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. If you want to be a business owner, you're going to set up an infrastructure. You, so it might just be you in the beginning, but what you're doing is you're planning for a future that that is not just all about you. You're setting up the way that you want things done. You're 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 setting a pro, the processes. You're setting the procedures. You're setting um, the departments. You're you have it mapped out, and you have it identified on on how you want these areas to be run you set up uh, key performance indicators um, that you believe that are the the measurables that you want to measure individuals by to well and whether or not they're successful so by doing this you can and once you train the individuals and you have a training program set up and you're bringing those individuals in 
that allows you the confidence and the trust to be able to step away because you've provided the tools and the infrastructure for your team to be successful without mm-hmm. you. Then you could step away and go to these conferences. You could step away and and be mentored um, to to look at different opportunities um, for your business and in growing your business uh, going forward. Yeah, I tell you, I did a poll uh, not too long ago. I was asked to speak at a, a chamber of conference, and I I asked the um, the, uh, the the executive director to do a poll of the businesses that are in that chamber. And I said, you know, what are some of the number one things they wish they could do? You know, cause oftentimes people won't tell you their problem. Yeah. I used to ask, you know, what, what, what are you still struggling with? And people did not want to admit that they were struggling with something. So I would say, well, what, what are some of the things you wish you could do that you don't have enough time to do? And that got a different answer. And oftentimes it came back that I wish I could spend more time away from the business, mm-hmm. right? So you basically have given yourself just a job, you know, like John taught hours for dollars. So you're not building equity. The whole reason you built a business is that you could leverage that thing that you could pour your talents into so that you could do all these different things that then allow you to build equity a whole lot faster and a whole lot better than if you did it yourself. I mean, through a job right? That's the key, right? That's why we do the business, a leverageable moment, right? And I know a lot of business owners, I consult with business owners that you come in and you go, okay, they have given themselves basically a job. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, nothing wrong with having that flexibility and not having someone tell you what to do, et cetera, et cetera. But are you leveraging the business the best? And sometimes while working in it, you see the task ahead of you, they become just a bigger, a bigger, bigger headache, right? Than if you worked a job. I'll give you an example. Somebody that was making a whole bunch of money, and it ain't related to money. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Oprah said the reason that she wanted to leave her daytime show was because she had to show up every day, and it just mm-hmm. became a drag, man. You know, mm-hmm. now, you know, don't you know, I don't want to be misquoted here, but she, it basically was I got t- tired of it. I mm-hmm. thought that there was better ways that I could leverage my time. Now she did some smart things. She became producers on other people's programs that she had had on the show, but you see what she did. She just brought them on. They got popular and then she spun them off into her own shows and she's the executive producer of it. Now she's making money on their efforts. Now she's making money when she comes on and, and um, uh, you know, does a special. Now she's making money through, you know, her own uh, uh, production studios She's working on the business, not in it, and making a pile more, making different kind of decisions. She's the general now and not just the foot soldier. That's the kind of thing to think about as you're running your business and as you're getting it off, whether you're getting it off the ground or whether you are midway there or you are, you know, scaled up for real. Those are some of the ways to think about it. Here's one big question I like to ask is, is, is it? Is it your job to work on or in the business? That's the good question. Now think about that. You ask this question, is it my job to work on or in? So every single thing, is it my job to work on this thing or can I be working somewhere else, doing something else? That's the leverageable moment. 
right? And that's what, when John, in your notes, when you were talking about, that's when you have to know that you've hired the right people or that mm-hmm. it helps you decide how to hire the right people. The people that are going to do it a certain way. Yep. Not necessarily being you, but they're going to have the standards that you've set. Mm-hmm. How have you set those standards? You know some of the procedures. Like I talked about in one of the other podcasts, my buddy would do the work first, see how it could get done, see the time, would time himself mm-hmm. the whole thing, costs, how long it took to go get the material, all that. So then when he hired somebody, he could say, here's the standard I'm holding you to. And he, would, he was crazy with it, man. He would say, if you don't get it done in this time, I start taking off this amount. And, and, and I, you know, I, I come back to an analogy like this that I'm going to share really briefly. This is, this is the best way, one of the best ways to look at it is if you own the restaurant and you have a team, but you're manning the fry machine all day, you're just manning the fry machine. Yeah. Could, I understand that, yes, you should know how to man the the fry machine. And yes, there may be a time where you have to step in, but should that be your your daily task is manning the fry, fry machine? Or is there something better suited for you and somebody else could do that? Um, think about it in those terms, um, because I see a lot of, of business owners um, doing business like that. They're, they're essentially manning the fry machine every day, every single day. And they're unable to do anything else to help the growth of their, their company because they have pretty much assigned themselves this task. Sure. Um, yeah. I, one of my favorite Chinese restaurants here in town fired his staff. Mm. You know, theft, whatever reason. Right. And he fired his whole staff. <laughs> this poor guy. It was a cook in the back and him. Now, this is this Chinese restaurant had been around uh, a long time. They had built up a nice, you know, following of folks. But then next thing you know, he's out there trying to do everything. I mean, absolutely do everything. Now, I don't know if he was just afraid of hiring anybody again because of his experiences, which probably did happen, or he couldn't afford it now because they put him in a hole, some kind of coordinated effort to, to uh, uh, rob and pilferage his company or whatever, or if he just lost the trust and just needed to control everything. So I want some of my notes here. I, I got, you know, uh, uh, you're, you're constantly asking yourself, will you lose control if you don't work in the business? If you're feeling that way, if you're feeling that way, is some of the, some of the ways to start getting past those feelings again is getting right people in your business or on the boat, right? Getting right people in there, and, um, and setting setting the standards ahead yes, of time. Yes, yes, and um, have having measurements that evaluate the things that that you deem important for your business. We're like on so, the same page from your notes to my notes. Yep. Measurements. Well, I have here set targets and goals for working on the business. Targets mm-hmm. and goals. Guys, does that sound too hard? This is what the business allows us to do. The business allows you to create new skill sets in ways that you hadn't thought of, right? And it may allow you to uh, 
to be the ruler of one, if you will. You don't like somebody telling you what to do. You don't like them. You believe that you have more to offer. So you started a business. All of those reasons, you now can pour your talent. You can appreciate your skill sets and I appreciate in terms of making it better, right? You can pull in resources if you find yourself to be really, really skilled and, and uh, adept at that. And then now you are leveraging your business to earn you equity not just give you a paycheck, earn you equity in something that you couldn't have earned otherwise. And there's not a lot of companies that are gonna say, yeah, we'll give you equity. No, they give you a paycheck and say, get out of here, Buster. And that's not to suggest in any way that that is an easy way to go, you know, but it is a betting on you moment. Mm -hmm. James, hey, James Autisher has a, has a, uh, a company that he really built out of betting on yourself. And I think that's the title of a lot of one of his most popular books. That's the title of some of his programs, betting on yourself. Are you betting on yourself? And if you make that bet on yourself, did you bet on yourself just to get a, a, a business that just pays you a salary? That wasn't the idea, right? All that headache, all the dealing with customers, all the stuff working at, uh-uh. Next thing you know, you find yourself working more and harder. If you love that, that's another story. Maybe a company didn't work, let you work hard enough. I don't know. <laughs> so you, you started a business so you can, you know, you wanted to work 60 hours and they only let you work 40. Okay, that's fine. Whatever reason you do it, make sure that you're leveraging it out in the best way that you're constantly working on it and not just in it. You, you will do some things in it. But always, every single day, ask yourself, what can I give off to somebody else? right? How can I train an employee to do this as good based on what I know works best, right? Now, you, John, you talked about asking for feedback constantly. Mm -hmm. Okay, walk me through that. Are, are you saying I should let just everybody tell me how to run my business? Absolutely not. Um, but you should, you should have your ear on what the customers are saying. You should ask for feedback in forms of um, surveys and whatnot. If you have repeat customers, hey, what brings you back? How did you hear about us? Um, if you have a customer who, who left and decided to do business with somebody else, calling them up and say, hey, how can I earn your business back again? What, what did I do wrong? I wanna be able to fix that. Um, but but just asking the right questions and be and accept feedback and don't be hostile or defensive about it. Um, and I think too many, too many people are very defensive and we're human and we all make mistakes and we have to be humble at certain times. And mm, because, be, because we perceive something a certain way doesn't mean that everybody perceives it that same way. We have to respect opinions and we have to be, be able to respect the feedback. The other part of this too is when you begin working on the business and out, outside of the business and not in the business every day, things will change. Um, and you have to accept feedback from your team members who are on the front line. Um, the things that they're dealing with, you want to know what are the pain points? Um, what are some of the things that you're seeing? Because we could be sitting in, uh, and, I, and I use this expression loosely, ivory, the ivory tower, and may not be seeing the things 
that our frontline team members are seeing and you have to be humble and open and want to accept that feedback as well. Yeah, just understanding that advice comes from and mentorship comes from and learning comes from multitudes of people. I can't tell you how, how, how often, you know, back in the day when we used to take cabs, that you'd have a cab driver just, just spouting off some really good stuff. And if you took the attitude that this dude's a cab driver, you know, and if you took the attitude, well, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Why aren't you not working a cab? If you take that attitude, then you're going to miss out on a lot of opportunity. We don't know why that person has decided to leverage their life in that particular way. Maybe it allows them to go home at night. Maybe it allows them to intellectually be stimulated like no other job did, right? You think about that, that their level of satisfaction comes from the fact that they can meet different people all the time, share stuff, mastermind. That could be the thing that intellectually stimulates somebody. And then they say, they go home and say, I've had a great day. Well, how'd you have a great day? Well, I was able to meet so-and-so. We shared this. I got a tip here, whatever it is. And they could be at home leveraging the heck out of that meeting, right? Now think about it for your business. What is it that you is, is drawing you to the business that keeps you there doing the things you do and then just do everything you can to have fun with it and leverage it in a way that makes you not only money, that makes you not only equity, but also gives you satisfaction in your life. John, here's one of the last things I want to ask is what's the earliest, and I can hear, you know, our entrepreneurs out there saying, well, when can I? What's the earliest that um, you can stop working or being in the business all the time? What's the earliest? Wow, that's, that's a really good question. And I think that it depends on the industry. It, it depends on the staff that you've hired um, for your business. Um, there are a lot of factors that contribute to that, but you want to understand that you have the infrastructure in place. You have the standards, you have the measurements, you have implemented the training and the individuals are competent and confident in what they're supposed to be doing every day and that you too have confidence in them um, that they've already proven that. Um, and that's going to come at different times um, in different industries. If you're in a more high risk industry, that may take a little bit longer because you want to you want to instill if it's if it's something um, that doesn't take as much skill and is more gen general labor oriented, mm -hmm. then uh, it might be it might be quicker. Um, yeah. But it depends on a lot of different factors. And I think that we have to, we can't say that, hey, this is the, this is the date that this is going to stop. We, ha we have to be able to, to measure where we're at as an organization and be flexible from that. And it's going to be, it's going to differ from organization to organization. Yeah. And I think it's also as, as quick as you can build out a system that is replicatable. So as you're, as you're doing your day-to-day -day work, and this is something that I had to think about in my own business as we're masterminding on this right now, I had to start thinking about, okay, what is, this, what is something that I do over and over again, right? That I can say, okay, here's the part that's done. The next part is just repetitive. It is not, it's not serving the client. It is doing the work in, right? And not the work on. The work on is going out and making sure that I got, um, you know, maybe some different guests on some of the other podcasts that I do. 
or making sure that I have the material, the research in front of me, or make it, you know what I mean? If I'm launching a product, making sure that I have set up um, the advertising copy, stuff like that. Right. And it's, it's because I was getting bogged down too. Right. And I work a lot. Um, but I also like taking breaks too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, uh, um, the last thing I want to do is feel guilty while I'm on break while I'm taking a break. So I had to think about how can I very quickly, uh, and at a high enough level, get this repetitive thing done, right? Done with a video. All right. Here is the, uh, the intro to outro. Can I give that to somebody that does it for seven bucks for five bucks? right? Somebody that you highly trust and all that kind of stuff. And then it's done. Can I get somebody to load it up onto the channel? You, you know what I mean? These are kind of things that I do now working in the business because it's, it's, it was, you know, launching and it's relatively new and it's getting its traction and stuff like that. But that's also taking me away from that front facing stuff, talking to advertisers, talking to people that can pay us, talking to, you know, ways that we can leverage the, um, the, the income side of it, stuff like that. Right. So now your question, uh, your task and your challenge out there for you guys is to constantly say what can be shifted off to somebody else so that you can let, let, let go of that day-to-day -day control and day-to-day -day hands that you have on the reins of your business, right? So that you can literally start thinking about and redefining your role as the general as opposed to the foot soldier constantly be thinking about that guys this is our hope for you this is our wish for you this is what we've masterminded on uh this week and we wanted to share with you so that you can go out there and do a very 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 good book of business we wish that for you we don't want to hold up much of your time today john and i are tired we've been working all day and we want to go to so we can work on our family business and we hope that you guys take this today and leverage it all right, John. Hey, is there anything else you want to leave him with, John, before we go? No, just when prove it. Prove that your team is ready as well. So once you set these things in place and they're tested and you set the metrics, have proof of concept done on it before Ooh, you good. let go. Um, proof of concept. That's So you're saying then proof of concept as in, you you realize it works mm -hmm. you can show that it works your team members can get behind oh i see how this works and then they go about doing the task and they know that the, at the end it, it's, it works yep that makes yep. sense all right you guys have heard it from the two business guys masterminding on the problem here of either working in the business or working on it which one is best we'll talk to you next time